I don't think that the media and many others are really going to let any sort of meaningful right-wing movement ever develop. And one thing that I think is really interesting is looking at the current developments in Argentina. And now I'm going to say some nice things about Argentina. So if anyone at the home office is watching, please, I, I'm still British. I, I don't renounce my citizenship. Um, but yes, I'm going to compliment one of their politicians. Or I, was, I too was rooting for Clarkson and the boys in that Top Gear special as they were <laughs> trying to escape. I still call them the Falklands, all right? So I've not turned. But yes, I think there's actually some really good developments going on. So Argentina's got a, an election coming up on the 22nd of October 2023, and they're going through some rather serious problems. So here we have the IMF's top 10 biggest debtors. And if I scroll down, here's a little um, sort of visual representation of who owes the IMF money. And you can see a giant Argentinian-shaped square on that left-hand side that's yep. bigger than any other country. Ukraine, for example, could be swallowed up at least a couple of times, even though they are at war. Um, Egypt, for some reason, quite indebted. But Argentina, massive. Clearly, it's a massive problem for them. I, I mean, Argentina takes up as much debt as the, most of Africa does there. So that's pretty bad. <laughs> it certainly is. Pray tell, has up until this point, Argentina been run by communists? There have been some leftists in charge, yes. Well, there we fiscally go. Un irresponsible. And uh, they also had to have a last-minute deal with the IMF to avoid defaulting on repaying their loans, which obviously is very, very bad for their economy. And um, yes, what is good, though, is this. Argentina radical right-winger shakes up presidential race with primary win. And he's not radical in the same way that, you know, people might refer to, say, quite conservative right-wingers in the United States. It's somewhat different. So um, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce his second name. I've heard it said many a time, but uh, if I get it wrong and you're Argentinian, please lambast me. Say it there, the... Uh, the Malvinas Islands, if you if you must. I'm sure you've got all manner of inventive South American insults for us, so please just mm -hmm. throw as many as you'd like at Josh. But I'm just going to refer to him as Javier because that's easy. So yeah, basically, this, this guy basically, as far as I'm aware, has come out of nowhere. He's just sprung from the ether and is really certainly popular. in the presidential sense, in that he's been involved in politics for quite some time. He's had quite a long and storied um, career in economics and finance. He's quite well qualified. And so he's had a, a long career um, and he's appeared on TV quite a lot and gained a following from his quite charismatic delivery, I suppose you could say. That's and he's served in, in Congress since 2021. Loud, but, loud. That's another word for his delivery. That it I is indeed. But I, I was looking at some of the things he believes and I think the funniest summary is from Wikipedia because right. the person who wrote this was absolutely seething but it's the best advert for him I've ever Eyes read. dilating, so, sweating, breaking out in a rash. Several of his um, political positions have caused controversy, such as his opposition to abortion, even in the case of rape, the rejection of sexual education in schools, scepticism about the, uh, the COOF 18 plus 1 um, in injection, um, support yep. for the free possession of firearms by civilian population, promotion of far-right cultural Marxism conspiracy theory, and climate change denial. Due to those controversies, as well as his far-right political positions and radical conservative economics, they're not radically conservative, you imbecile, uh, and social policies, his primary win has been considered an upset and has been characterised as far-right populist. I love how 
loads of sort of establishment figures use the term populist as if they're dangerous. These people are bad. Oh, populism. Just meaning that, yeah, they've got on the ground support. It's the funny thing about democracy, isn't it? Democracy is God until all of a sudden it's populist democracy because then the Democrats will be appealing to the wishes of the people who vote them in almost like they're representatives of their mm-hmm. will or something, which That's I thought was what the it whole meant point. To be, yeah. It's funny I thought that. that was the whole point, but mm-hmm. I read uh, earlier today um, a, a quote from Michael Hudson, an economist who is a leftist, mm-hmm. but he's still quite good on these things, where he basically summed up as, on the international stage, democracy means in favor of American foreign policy. It's not wrong, that's, is it, really? That's pretty much it, really, isn't it? Beyond yeah. anything else. Certainly in the present day, but I wanted to show you this video, which I thoroughly enjoyed. So just to give you a bit of context, and if you don't speak Spanish... Um, he has a board in front of him with all of the Argentinian government departments. And uh, he's going along and everyone he tears off of the board is one he intends to abolish. So let's have a watch of this, shall we? Ministerio de Cultura, afuera. Ministerio de Ambiente y Desarrollo Sostenible, afuera. Ministerio de las Mujeres y Género y Diversidad, afuera. Ministerio de Obras Públicas, afuera. Aunque te resistas. Vamos a seguir por acá. Ministerio de Ciencia y Tecnología e Innovación. Algo bien del sector privado. Nada bueno salió del sector público. ¡Afuera! Ministerio de Trabajo, Empleo y Seguridad Social. ¡Afuera! Ministerio de Educación. Adoctrinamiento. ¡Afuera! Ministerio de Transporte. ¡Afuera! Ministerio de Salud. ¡Afuera! Ministerio de Desarrollo Social. ¡Afuera! ¿Cómo queda el Estado? Ministerio de Capital Humano. Ministerio de Infraestructura, Ministerio de Economía, Ministerio de Justicia, Ministerio de Seguridad, Ministerio de Defensa, Ministerio de Relaciones Exteriores y Ministerio del Interior. So it sounds like he's saying these are the ones I'm keeping for now. Yes. So among those that he said he's getting rid of, uh, I could tell generally it seemed that he was getting rid of uh, the Department of uh, Social Security, as you yep. mentioned. He was definitely getting rid of the uh, Department uh, Ministry of Justice, uh, not Ministry of Justice, the Ministry of Culture or something mm-hmm. like that, which will be another. There was one about front innovation. In, there was indoctrination. There was diversity, uh, the diversity ones he was um, getting rid of. Also, uh, salud means health, so he's getting rid of the Ministry of Health. So he's going to be privatizing things. So he's basically saying anything and everything that could be and has been infiltrated by leftists. So I'm just going. Mm-hmm. I respect it. I and, like the attitude as well. Mm-hmm. Afuera! That's great. <laughs> I, it makes me wish I could speak Spanish just so I could flamboyantly tear up all of the government departments I want to get rid of. I mean, it was a little bit status for my taste. I mean, I would just have like Department of Defense and that's it. See, most of what I know about this guy is that he is into Austrian economics and mm-hmm. is a libertarian. And he does, in some of the clips that I've seen, I, you, you can never trust the quality of some translations, but it, he seemed to be going very firebrand in some of the really anti-status. But from that, he seemed like he was being um, promisingly realist, which is basically saying, okay, if I get in, I'm not going to be able to get rid of everything. There's going to mm-hmm. need to be some infrastructure left over so that, because uh, otherwise, if you create this massive power vacuum, there's going to be a massive decline and a collapse. But we can get rid of all of these departments, which are useless hives of leftist, soul-sucking bureaucrats who are just there to pick up a paycheck and brainwash your children. Yeah, well, you're not wrong. And the way he's, he's spoke about leftists before is just like, yes, if you give them an inch, they will take a mile. They will use it against you. So do not do anything. And he, 
he was basically doing what is equivalent, I'm, and I'm, I'm quoting his words more or left, less, he was calling them left-tards <laughs> on yep. national television, and he is the front-runner. And he was fiery with it as well. Mm. Beyond anything else, I respect two things. One, his attitude, mm. and two, his ability to accurately see that they are his enemies, and he cannot give them, as you say, even an inch. You must destroy everything that they love. <laughs> All of your precious government departments, afuera! <laughs> Just destroy everything they love. That makes us sound very villainous, doesn't it? Yeah, but they're but evil. Also, yes. They're evil and they want to chop off your children's genitals. So That's true. I'm sorry, you are evil. Mm -hmm. But if you want to learn a bit more about libertarianism, here is an episode of Contemplations, my series, which um, me and Harry went over yes. some libertarian ideas. And I feel like we did it. Uh, a good service because I myself consider myself quite libertarian and you have I, read a lot of libertarian I, I don't but I'm very shit. familiar with a lot of the concepts and so we had a good give and take in regards mm -hmm. to what was the good ideas and what was some of uh, what I considered some of the bad ideas I think ideas. we were broadly in agreement I mean you, you still have some sympathies oh absolutely they I mean some of the when you actually get the more Austrian Mises style libertarians down to talk about real politic realpolitik they're excellent because a lot of them are very um, elite theory pilled and just through the recognition of the fact that they are outside of power, they have a great way, uh, they have a great frame of reference for how power operates from observing it from the outside. Absolutely. So I wanted to talk about largely, and the main focus of this segment is that the media will not allow this sort of thing to succeed because of course his economic policy to rescue Argentina I think is actually quite sound and is quite reasonable because it's cutting government spending so that they can get on top of their very large debts, which uh, you know, makes sense, funnily enough. But if they cut government spending, who's going to pay the useless economists and financial advisors? I know, well, the, these people should not be calling themselves experts in any shape or form if it's got to that point. No, I mean, these, these media pundits, these sorts of people that we're going to be looking at in a moment, mm -hmm. every single one of these, the only reason that they're going against this is because they, they know that their entire existence, their entire livelihood rests upon the order that he wants to destroy. Mm -hmm. And so they're just scrambling. They're scrambling because they want to survive. Well, yeah, it's when entirely self-interested, isn't it? They shouldn't. We need to destroy them. So unsurprisingly, The Guardian uses the, uh, the usual tactic at the minute of calling anyone who isn't an establishment figure far right. And uh, here they say far right outsider takes shock lead in Argentinian primary election and uh, Al Jazeera as well um, who is Javier Millier I think I'm pronouncing it quite French sorry um, Argentina's far-right populist politician and they're using all of these angry photos of him as well they've really chosen mm, the, and it's very is. difficult <laughs> I'm sorry it's, it's not flattering is it it's difficult for me to take him entirely seriously with hair like that mm -hmm. But he does have a refreshingly old school look to him. He looks straight out of the 1970s. He does. He also reminds me of a, particularly this, a combination of Ray Liotta and Hugh Jackman's Wolverine with the sidebands there. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Also, Only very somewhat. blue eyes. Mm. I mean, I wonder, wonder where those came from. I wonder. <laughs> so here we have another one. This is the weak far-right candidate who wants to legalize organ sales, wins Argentina. Argentinian uh, presidential primary and this is something that Does he uh, actually? Yeah Oh okay But I agree with him Like I, I know it sounds somewhat dystopian but 
I mean, I've not thought about the issue at all, really, because it's there not are, something that typically comes up. There, there are two things. First okay. of all, I'm I'm an organ donor anyway, because I think that, you know, I don't need the organs when I'm dead. So I'd rather, you know, they go towards someone to save them. And that, you know, still stands. But also, if you can write some sort of agreement where when you die, your family gets your organs and they can sell the money and make a lot of money because the, the organ market is quite lucrative. That's a good inheritance, actually. So, yes. You're bringing the whole, around to it. The whole premise of Breaking Bad would not exist if Walter White could sell his organs. <laughs> you wouldn't go have to my dad. Meth. Hey, dad, could you, do you mind just signing this for me? So, if you want less drugs on the street, sell your organs. You heard it here first. But no, I, I think if you can't decide what you, is done with your own body, then what freedom do you have? And I think if people don't want to do it, then fine. But allow me to sell my organs if I die, and then my family can get the money. I don't need them. So yeah, I, I agree with this wholeheartedly, and I've memetically been saying it for a long time, but I do genuinely also believe it. <laughs> okay. It's, I'm very passionate about it. Once again, I, I, I've not really thought about it to have many arguments for or against, so I will let the comments decide. To be fair, I, I do treat my internal organs like a rental car. I am running them in before I hand them over. So, so yours wouldn't even bring a great market price no, anyway. You're screwing over your children's inheritance, man. What are you doing? I know. I need to start eating some more fruit and veg, don't I? To... No, fruit and veg don't help. <laughs> Red meat. Red meat, steak. That's what's going to get you good. I've got a steak tonight, to be fair, so you'll be happy. There you go. So, some more here. This is France getting in on it as well. France 24, far-right candidate. Um, finishes first in Argentina's presidential. Yes, there we go. More stuff. Also, here we have the Telegraph, surprisingly, going very hard on him. Hard-right rock singer and tantric sex instructor takes shock lead in Argentina's was, election. Is he actually a rock singer and tantric sex instructor? Um, he was in a band. Um, okay. He played. I think he I largely played Rolling band, Stones. So if I ever end up a far right contender in a political race, I hope they call me rock star. But I think the the sort of sex stuff is him reveling in the libertarian reputation for being a bit of a degenerate. Like he brought it up on TV as like a bit of a, a laugh, just oh, like so saying he's, like, he's playing into the image. So if they, sh- but I think he might have actually done that. Oh, so you know, it's- I, I suppose there is a virtue to this, which is if you play <laughs> into the image, if you play up that whole aspect. They can't attack you on it because you're already you've made yourself bulletproof. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like Tyrion. If you wear your disabilities as a badge of honor, they will always be your shield. He's just being like, yeah, I'm a complete degenerate. What of it? <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily approve of this. Like, he, I don't he was, know what a tantric sex instructor is. Like, the tantra is like an Eastern sex thing. Like, it's, I, I don't really know too much about it. Funnily enough. But I, I know roughly what it I is. I mean, to be fair, in that case, it might not even be entirely degenerate. It might but be some if kind you're of an spiritual experience. Instructor, though. I mean, really? Wouldn't you? No. I, <laughs> I don't believe you. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I don't. You're out of your mind. I don't believe you. <laughs> you're really throwing me under the bus here. <laughs> no, Josh is a, a very sensible young man. Thank you. Now, after all you've said, people aren't going to believe it, even though you're being <laughs> honest. <laughs> So, there's also this which confused me. Um, this is a, a Spanish um, European Union funded uh, channel, and they call him an ultra liberal, which I suppose isn't too unfair. I mean, libertarian makes more sense. But and if you're going with the kind of Misesian classical liberal definition, then perhaps mm-hmm. it would be. And this guy, <laughs> he just seems like a complete oddball, doesn't he? More, That's why I like him. More yeah. than anything. He's, he's charming, I'll tell you that. Mm. 
No, I mean, it takes a lot for a Brit to root for an Argentinian. So It really does. <laughs> it's, it's not in my nature, trust me. So there are also um, the, the fact that they're all calling him far right or hard right. Um, and I think the, one of his views that you could see is the most right wing sort of conservative, if you will, is his, are his views on abortion. And it's worth pointing out that going back into about 2021, Argentina passed the most liberal laws on abortion out of any South American country, I think. Oh, really? What, what would that entail? It's basically like uh, similar to Europe. Whereas if we go over to this, you can see that uh, red okay, means so more prohibition. Request. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, whereas right, okay. the rest of South America is at, at least trending towards the no, we kind of think it's bad. A bit here and there. Okay. Yeah. So him saying yes under no circumstances. I mean, Nicaragua, Honduras, uh, Suriname is sort of yeah consistent with that. I mean, that's that sort of Caribbean way, isn't it? But um, yeah, and it's is, not I mean, too out of whack for South America. But it may seem extreme to people who only consume mainstream media in the West. In the West, it's a position that I consider myself as holding as well. To be perfectly honest, so I I'm in support. Of it. I know that you're a bit more liberal than me on this, but mm -hmm. you're not. Some freak who thinks that up until birth is the oh no definitely not point, because I, that is just evil. I'm still more conservative than any country in Europe. That's good to hear. And also, um, yeah, I think that in I'll, the, in I'll the win case you of over eventually, Connor will think, morally browbeat you. <laughs> I also think in the case of of rape, you know, you should get rid of the progeny of the rapist and also castrate them. So I, I don't think I, I think you should remove them from the gene pool, basically. I, I disagree because that's very sins of the father and also I'd imagine because I know that his stance on this is no exceptions for rape mm -hmm. is he will be he will say it'll be punishing the baby be, well I, I agree with that but also being a libertarian I would imagine that it's uh, him applying the non-aggression non principle mm -hmm. sure you're probably right so back on to some more smearing the BBC got in on this as well they've decided to call him a Trump admirer um, which you know except in America, carries a bit of uh, low weight because the rest of the world tends to be either left-wing or a target of um, American foreign policy. And so it, it doesn't necessarily carry the weight it should. Normally, that's Even be a good thing. Even the across Europe aren't fans of American foreign policy. So. No, that's true. But it's their notion of trying to smear him, basically. Even though the rest of the article makes no mention of Trump, it's just a, a, a It's just tagline. in the headline. Yeah, it's just in the headline. So and they're even... Else. Prove they don't it even... with any evidence. No. <laughs> this is our publicly funded news broadcast. It's meant to be impartial, but um, yeah. it doesn't seem to be to me. And in fact, um, I think it's more of a positive advert because they also, um, there were lots of other comparisons to Bolsonaro as well, but that's not necessarily bad either. Well, so the two most populist and charismatic leaders in all of the Americas. Mm -hmm. He's just like them. Oh, we'll, we'll get him this time, guys. Don't you know that charisma is far right? Uh, yes, at this point. Yes, it is. <laughs> so here's another one. Um, this is actually somewhat good. I wanted to show some praise to media actually doing good things. Argentina's Trump. Oh, no, it's not actually. I'll oh, no. jump in the gun. This is Argentina's Trump. Uh, so that was the final bad one. And then we finally get to the good ones. Um, yeah, I, I don't mean, know I mean, why they fair, keep on if, making this. If it's the Times, they might be using Trump in a positive way. Probably not, but maybe. No, I doubt it. But surprisingly, the Washington Post it ran a reasonable headline. Who is Javier um, 
blah, blah, blah. Argentina's right-wing presidential frontrunner. You're really selling him by just not saying his surname. I don't want to mispronounce it. I mean, I'm doing the typical English person thing of just don't speak foreign. That makes sense to me. I, I know <laughs> that's very much your position. Just, just call him Millet. Because that's what I it think sounds that's actually like. how it's pronounced. Millet, yeah. Ja- Javier Millet. That's how you say it. <laughs> Up to York. Say it in English. <laughs> yeah, that's. We didn't win the Falklands War to be pronounced it in Norse Spanish. There you go. But Simple. yes, also um, Bloomberg as well. Here are Javier Millet's proposals for Argentina. Completely neutral. You know, you can't fault it really. And they just talk about his actual policy and the Financial Times. Argentina- <laughs> Argentina's Miller quake. You know what? He does, he does look like crazy Bill Murray. In I think the choice of thumbnail is kind of hilarious is, for the Financial Times as that well. That's genius. He needs to play into this. He played into all of the other stupid um, uh, stereotypes that he could have. So why not just bring out a beaver? A groundhog, it's a groundhog. I should say. God, it's even groundhog in the name Dave. of the film. Call yourself a film buff, Harry. Oh, I'm sorry. This is hilarious. <laughs> so another smear story that they tried out was this one. Argentine peso plunges after anti-establishment presidential candidate Javier Millet wins primary and NBC, uh, CSNBC even, did a similar thing. Argentina devalues its currency, jacks up interest rates after shock far-right primary win. They're really going in for Okay, that. well, that's the banks that did that, not mm-hmm. him. And the banks do whatever they want because the banks are in arm of the establishment. But they're implying that this is a a very strong reaction to his election. Like, it's a bad thing. Oh, the economy's going to be bad if he wins. They always do stuff like this. This is what they did under under trust, where the bank intentionally does something to make it seem like, oh, it's a direct result of it. No, Mm -hmm. you're doing it on purpose. So CSNBC says, Argentina's central bank devalued its currency, the peso, by close to 18% and hiked its benchmark interest rates by a whopping 21 percentage points to 118% on Monday following a shock primary election. But let's actually look at the Argentinian well, peso you know why they're doing that. versus the US dollar. Not uh, looking good. 2013 on the left, uh, August of this year on the right. Look at that plummeting value. So it's kind of hard to devalue it any more than it already was. I mean, yeah, one um, peso is worth 0.00285732 US dollars, to be precise. That's not even the number. I think you just made up. Oh, wait, no. Oh, oh, at the top. Sorry. Sorry. I thought I was looking at the graph at the figure it gives at the bottom <laughs> there. But no, you're right. It's even lower. I can read sometimes. I'm sorry. I missed. I, I, I can't, evidently. <laughs> I, I also like it just says one ass as well. <laughs> is that your currency, Argentina? Just, just the one. <laughs> no more for me. But yeah, speaking of asses, I mean, their currency is as good as toilet paper at this point. So I'm not surprised that it takes a lot to devalue it even further, um, which, funnily enough, is one of the things that he intends to tackle is that they seem to just be constantly printing money to the point where it's just stealing money from people's savings. Also, it just says all inflation is. Argentina's central bank purposefully devalued its currency. I assume, given his politics, that he's going to come in and destroy the central bank. He's going to abolish it, He's yes. going to abolish the central bank. So he's, they're giving him more ammunition. He can just mm-hmm. turn around and say, they keep doing this on purpose. I'm going to stop them from doing that. I mean, is it unsurprising that he's so popular in the first place, considering the state of this graph? When you've got this graph, mm-hmm. and then also the amount of debt they owe as yes. well. Yes. 
I mean, come they're on. in a state. Yeah, it makes sense that someone might be somewhat drawn to Austrian economics when all of the other economics have failed, even though it's the best economics, I might add. I hope you agree, Harry. Don't, don't stand Certainly of all here. the ones that I've read, yes. Correct. Well done. <laughs> so he wants to dollarize Argentina's economy, uh, which pretty much means using the dollar as a form of reserve currency. So the Argentinian peso can have some grounding in money that isn't nearly as inflationary as the Argentinian one, which isn't perfect. You know, the gold standard would probably be better. But, you know, you've got to... You've got to take an intermediary phase. The only problem with doing something like this is you don't want to get under the thumb of the American foreign policy. Yes. And this going with the dollar as your reserve currency gives them an in to do such a thing. It does indeed. I think what this is is trying to get out from under the heel of China instead because I've seen that they're currently doing business with China. Mm -hmm. So this would be switching from working with China to switching with the West, which some would say is a step in the right direction. Some would say you're just swapping out one leash for another potentially. Yeah, and I think that because the US is losing people who are using the dollar as a reserve currency, although obviously they're still massively in the lead, I think um, the euro is the next best reserve currency, but it's not. I mean, it's over two times the euro. So it's still not doing badly by any stretch of the imagination, but they also don't want to lose their power and influence on, and economic benefits from it. And so it makes sense um, that they would want to keep people favorable to it. So I think you may be aware of that, that if you use the dollar to control countries to an extent that might be unsavory, then it's going to put people off and push them towards your op opposition, which is only going to hurt you more than if you'd done nothing in the first place. So there is some sort of logic there. He's not just setting himself up to become a puppet necessarily, although that could happen. It is still worrying, especially if you're going with the abortion laws that he would be mm -hmm. aiming for as well. If you start to take the dollar as the reserve currency, then that gives the US room to add extra financial sanctions against you if you're doing something that they That's don't true, want you yeah. doing. Um, which is probably There's, a bit there, of an issue. There but, is a lot of give and take that you've got to mm. do with a decision like this. But whatever they've been doing for the past 10 years and beyond certainly has not been working. I mean, at the minute, probably getting the economy on track. So yeah. the Argentinians aren't being absolutely shafted by the central bankers is probably a, a good first step in improving the country. And um, yeah, he basically talks about how easy it is to do it and how it's not unreasonable. And other South American countries have done so as well. So there is a model to follow if you need to do it. And so it seems like he actually might do some stuff to legitimately improve the economy. But this is important because if he succeeds, this is going to be a model for the rest of the world to suggest, yes, these Austrian economics, there is some truth to it, which I definitely think there is. I think there's lots of, lots of evidence to suggest there is. And it will mean that other movements, other right-wing movements around the world are going to say, hey, look at Argentina. I know they're a weird economic case and economists say, you know, there are rich countries, there are poor countries, and then there are Japan and Argentina. That's like a running joke that they just seem to not fit any sort of trends or predictions. But at the same time, if the principles he sets in motion work, it's going to really, really undermine the establishment and how they run this sort of neoliberal money printer, um, quantitative easing, easing. If we can stop the printer from going, then I'm happy. Yes. In fact, I would like to just smash up the money printer, say we're never printing any more money ever again. Not even... Replacing there, the stuff destroyed in circulation. There's literally trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, and that's just dollars in circulation across the world. I think if we just leave it alone for a little bit, 
mm-hmm. we can let things even out so that everybody's on a fair financial footing. Yeah, that's not that radical. In no. fact, in the past, that was what people did. And for some reason, that was the whole point of the gold standard. Standard was to rein in too much money printing. Exactly. So, finally, um, he does have a World Economic Forum page. Um, so, to all of the people who are eating crayons at the minute, <laughs> with what looks to be his high school photo, it does. Yeah. So, all of you eating crayons at the minute, put down the crayons and quickly listen to me. Um, so, just because they have a World Economic Forum page, doesn't mean they support. Klaus Schwab and all of his ideology. For example, Vivek Ramaswamy, the, the person running for the Republican presidency, had to sue them to remove the page they created against mm. his consent. So they create them for people, whether they want them or not. So it's worth... And also... Putin also was on the WEF pages and look at that. Well, exactly. So yes, I, I see this all the time and it winds me up just like, no. Just because they made a web page about someone doesn't mean that they're... Yeah. And also... If Klaus Schwab is now, you know what, Austrian economics is good. Well, long reign the World Economic Forum. (laughs) For God's sake. I think uh, just to cap that off, the World Economic Forum, if you really want to tell if somebody's in on the agenda or not, just type their name into Google with World Economic Forum. If they come up with a page, okay, that's a start. Mm -hmm. But also the World Economic Forum has lots of different agendas that they do globally. They have lots of different programs and they have lots of conferences as well. So you can find if they've spoken at one of these conferences and you can see what they've said at one of the Mm. conferences. I think he may have spoken once or twice before. Um, I don't know. If there's a video of this man sitting down and saying, I agree with the ESG DEI agenda, Mm -hmm. then, you know, oh my God, we found it, boys. But he literally said that he was going to destroy the diversity department and Mm. crush the central bank. I don't think someone who uses the term left-tards is captured by the World Economic Forum. <laughs> Just saying. But I think he's at least my guy. Um, I, want, I want this guy to win. I, I hope that it's going to be a positive model for... It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. If we can get him on Twitter as well, I can only imagine that it, would be, it would, might be he's like... He's already Trump. on Twitter. Oh, okay. I'm, I must follow him in that case because he <laughs> might just be Ar- Argentinian Trump. And if he fails, we can take over the West Falklands. Or is it the East Falklands? I can't remember. But the rest of Argentina, whatever. So it's win-win for the Brits. That's the way I see it. If, if it goes well, we get to copy their economics and you know, we can dig ourselves out of the spending hole. If not, the Falklands are safe. And so <laughs> that, that's not my parting message. Josh but- is playing both sides so that he comes up top either way. Yes, I am Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, but yes, my point being is keep an eye on this. And also um, pay attention to the media because whenever someone is called an evil far-right boogeyman or they're scary or they've got bad policies, actually you look at what they're actually suggesting and it's quite reasonable and it's actually quite um, popular a lot of the time. Like He is the front-runner. He's the the favourite now to win the presidency. So he can't be that bad, can he, really? Thanks for watching that segment from the podcast of Lotus Eaters. I hope you enjoyed it and found it informative. If you'd like to support the work that we do here, then you can subscribe to our website for as little as £5 per month to get access to all of the work that we have on there, including the most recent interview from Carl, where he's talking to Thierry Boudet and John Laughland about the future of liberal democracy. If you'd like to catch up with what Carl is doing on a day-to-day basis, you can follow him on Twitter at sargon underscore of underscore acad and on Getter at Carl Benjamin. Thanks again for watching and take care.